This is Doing Daily. I'm your host, Jonathan Stark, and today I'm joined by daily emailer, Jason Resnick. Check it out. Jason, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Jonathan. I'm excited to be here. For folks who are just hearing your name for the first time, can you tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do? Sure. So I actually stole your one sentence. Uh, I'm a recovering (laughs) web developer uh, turned email marketing and automation expert. And you've got a daily list. How many days a week do you do it? Uh, Six. I actually have two daily lists and both of them are six times a week. Maniac. (laughs) That's that's a first on this show. Okay. Um, So who's the intended audience? Do you want to pick one or is it the same intended audience? So who are the intended audiences for your two different lists? Right. So I have two separate audiences. One is audience of freelancers, developers, and designers mostly. Uh, The second audience are course creators, coaches, uh, membership site owners, um, digital product owners, and they're really just trying to figure out how email marketing and automation uh, plays into their strategies. Mm, I'm on your list, but I don't know which one I'm on. How would I know? I think you're on Evergreen, which is the course creator list. Yes. Okay. Cool. So let's focusing on that one. What's your promise to that group of people? So, you know, if you give me your email address and, you know, a couple minutes a day in return, you'll get what's what what do I get as a reader? Yeah, you'll get uh, the pathway to either pathway to doubling your business, either through spending the same amount of time in your email uh, and doubling your revenue or spending less time in your email automations and getting the same amount of uh, revenue into your business. And either way, you're doubling your business because you're either getting time back or you're increasing revenue. Got it. Cool. So let's jump back to the beginning. When did you start doing daily email? I started in October of 2020. Um, It was sort of an experiment. I mean, I had been on your list for years and other people's lists for years. Um, and I liked the storytelling aspect in relation to learning a lesson. Um, and with what I do for clients, I have some clients that do daily emails. And I just knew that, you know, the more frequent you send emails, the more frequent you make sales. And so uh, <laughs> I was just like, hey, I'm going to give this a go. I don't, I'm not a writer. I'm not somebody that, um, you know, has at least feel like I have that much to say, but I was like, I'm just going to give this a test run for 30 days and see what shakes out from it. So that was in October of 2020. Um, and at the time of this recording in August of 2022, um, still going strong. Killer. Were you nervous at all about starting a daily list? Yes. Uh, so I was emailing once, maybe twice a week um, prior to October of 2020 for several years. Um, and I I just was like, hey, look, um, I made a conscious decision to get out of my own way. Uh, so some of the beliefs, you know, or limiting beliefs that I had were I'm going to obliterate the list and they're going to just unsubscribe in mass quantities because they don't want to hear from me every single day. Uh, or... I'm going to blow out the technical (laughs) reputation of the domain because people are just going to mark this as spam. And I just thought to myself, you know, like if you have enough to say, 
um, and it's valuable on the other side to the subscribers, good things happen. You've seen good things happen, not, you know, with your clients and with other people, you know, in circles. Um, and so just get out of your way and just give it a try for 30 days. I put enormous constraints around my time around it, um, which was every morning, get up, make my cup of coffee and write the email. And before that first cup is done, which is about 20 ish minutes, um, you ship in that email. So, um, and I, what it did was it kept the actual email down to about two minute read time. Um, and it was just like a quick story, quick tip, how you can apply it to the business. Um, and I couldn't be happier that all of my limiting beliefs were just that they were just disbeliefs or myths in my mind that, you know, I just <laughs> was like, okay, let's just keep going with this because it's working. So they didn't unsubscribe in droves. <laughs> no, in fact, it was quite the opposite. Um, I am a, I, I grew up as a web developer in my career. And so I am very data oriented. Um, and, you know, people say, hey, you know, like you prune your list or you send more emails. Obviously, your rates are going to go up just because of math. Um, and so I was well aware of that. But what was funny was the gut, the intuition, just based off of replies that I was getting, the quantity of replies, the quality of the replies that I was getting in response during that time was just much better than I had in the past when I was doing it like one time a week. So, you know, even though the data kind of reflected it, I was also getting like the gut check to say, hey, I'm doing the right thing here. Nice. Okay, so you, you've alluded to a couple of things like increasing sales or doubling your business. And, and what other are some other benefits you've gotten from the daily list? Yeah, for me, it's a really just um, a way that I can test a lot of things faster, to be honest. Um, you know, for me, uh, so when I started in 2020, it was more of, hey, do I have enough to say? Right. And can I keep this cadence up every single day? And, you know, I say every single day, but it's six times a week. I just take off on Sunday arbitrarily because, you know, I just want to not write on Sundays. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, but what it has allowed me to do is to churn out ideas and tips and test my audience, which are those people that are on my list with things that I'm thinking about with, uh, what's on their minds, what do they need from me, learning about what kind of services and products I can offer um, in a much faster way because I could just write several emails out. <clears throat> and sometimes I have a, a, a thought that really just breaks up into three emails. And that's the other thing too, is it's like I'm not overwhelming people with a long, long email, it's just a quick kind of digestible type of thing. And so I can test these things uh, pretty quickly. Um, things like pre-sales, uh, new product ideas, that sort of stuff. And some things pan out, some things don't, but uh, I can test it real quick. The other side of it is, is it's a constant uh, front of mind thing for me. Um, you know, I've had clients you know, come from that list saying, Hey, you're always in my inbox and everything you're talking about resonated with me over the past several months. And now I'm ready to actually take action. But 
even though you have a YouTube channel, even though you push out the content for free, I just much rather pay you to do it. <laughs> and so I'm like, okay. Right. And so staying the front of mind, not having them to think about like, oh, I got to go find somebody to do this. I'm just in their inbox anyway. And that's allowed me to do that. Um, and right now I'm actually currently in the process of automating my daily emails and uh, we could dive into that if that's interesting. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That's coming up, actually. Oh, okay, cool. Um, yeah. Okay, before we get there, so hold that thought. Um, mm -hmm. would, what would cause you to stop doing your daily list, if anything? Can you think of some reasons why you would like, nah, I'm not going to do this anymore? Um, it's actually why I'm automating it. <laughs> 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 and to be honest, it's not so much that I would, I, I'd never thought about stopping it. It was more of like, I guess the only reason to stop it was like if really people were unsubscribing in droves, um, mm. you know, and it was just like a complete, you know, talking into the void kind of thing. Mm. Um, you know, my email list is there for the sustainability of the business and it's, you know, has a specific purpose and people on that list um, are getting value free, paid and otherwise. So uh, that's, you know, it's, it's never been a question in my mind to stop it once I decided after that initial 30 day period to keep going with it. Mm, okay. Yeah. So let's get into the technical stuff then, in, including the automation. So do you just, just cause people like to know what kind of pencil Stephen King writes with what, what's your, what does it look like when you're sitting down with your coffee, you know, writing for 20, 30 minutes, are you on a laptop? Do you do it on your phone? Are you know, is there a particular soft? What's your whole software stack and device stack that you use? Yeah, so I write at my desk. Um, it happens to be a laptop, but attached to a big display. Um, and I always write my emails in Notion first, um, outside of the tool that I use, which is ConvertKit. Um, and I do that really because then it just gets me into the actual copy. It doesn't get me into the tool. And um, so I write in Notion first, really just jot my ideas down. Um, and then what I do is I basically go back and I review that. I, most times I eliminate the first five, six, seven sentences because um, that's more of like an on-ramp um, and kind of fluff. So I eliminate that and then just jump it right into the, the email itself. Once I'm satisfied with the content, the draft, I slap it into Grammarly and Hemingway app, both of those, mm, smart. Um, to, <laughs> to kind of just like tidy it up with grammatical things or typos or, you know, complicated sentences, those sort of things. And then quite frankly, drop it into ConvertKit. Um, I just format it. I add my links. Um, I like Notion because I can write in Markdown. ConvertKit editor sometimes, it, I mean, they, they say that it works with Markdown. It kind of does, but it's not great. And so I just paste it in as text and then I have, I just format it, add the links, you know, limited formatting usually, um, usually bold, that kind of stuff. But outside of that, then press send. Nice. So in Notion, are you, do you use that for capturing ideas? How do you capture your ideas? How do you have enough to write about? You know, like, are you drafting like two or three in a day and then coming back the next day and seeing like, which one of the, what do you do I want to publish? Which one do I want to edit down? So like, there's kind of like a capture phase, uh, a writing phase, an editing phase and a publishing phase. So like, what's your capture phase look like? 
Yeah, so capture phase is quite um, basic, I guess. I don't have a, a complete science around it, but basically what it is is I just have a Notion uh, database that basically just cat grab, I just drop in any ideas. So it could be a tweet, it could be an email, it could be a video. Um, and it's just like, whether it's on my phone, whether I'm at my desk, it's usually just a quick kind of drop in like a one sentence or a phrase or something like that, maybe a link that's inspiring this, um, and it just drop it in there. Um, and then what I will do is, unless there is something that is of top of mind when I sit down, I actually write that email that day. Um, I don't batch unless I'm going away or something like that, where I'm just not gonna be available that, on those days. Um, but it's usually just of that day, at least until the automation piece. But um, what I would do is just review that Notion database um, and say, okay, I have certain pillars of content that I write about, you know, whether that's engagement, whether that's sales, whether that's automation, um, you know, and I just kind of know, I usually pick a theme for the week. Um, I might not know what each of those topics are, but the theme of the week could be all engage, engagement, right? Or all automation or all sales. So that this way, it's not like when some, if somebody's really engaged with the list and they're reading every single day, that it's not like, you know, that we're talking about copy on Monday and then we're talking about, you know, Stripe on Tuesday. And then we're talking about, you know, automation flows on Wednesday, like all over the map. There's some consistency in a series of emails. Cause what I've learned through the replies is that people don't read it and I can see it now too, but they don't read it every single day. They kind of batch it up on Friday or whatever day is good for them. And then they just open up all the emails and read them together. So, um, that's kind of my cadence is my capture is really just grabbing the idea, dropping it in a notion database table, associating what pill, what type of pillar content it's associated with. And then on the day of actually drafting, um, I will grab that out. And then I use that notion database to also track when I actually publish it, the open rates, click rates, all of that kind of Good stuff. Grief. Wow. Okay. That's pretty, you're, that's, you're the most extreme person I've talked to yet in terms of that. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I guess it makes sense as a programmer and developer that I am that like, you know, at, but it's leading me into where I actually want to get to with the list through the automation side of things. Yeah. Let's hold off on that though. Cause that's very interesting. Mm -hmm. so, so, and you're a convert kit consultant, right? I mean, is that how you would put it? So yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's, so it makes sense for you to go way down the rabbit hole on this stuff, but, but let's, I still want to hold off on that. So is it would it be fair to assume that you're like when you're capturing ideas it could be any time right you're just like mm -hmm. oh this is yeah. good i'm going to add this to notion okay yeah then, i mean i have two young boys five and under so you know mm. like <laughs> a yeah. lot of things whether it's the freelancer side of the business or the 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 creator side of the business you know usually their antics their chaos <laughs> sparks an idea for an email i'm like yes. hey i could use yes. that later so Been i will there. just drop it in there Yep. Okay. And then I'm just, uh, also you're the first person I've talked to that has themes for the week, which I actually love that idea. Do you, do you sit down on Monday and, and look at your notion file and say like, Oh, I want to write about this. It's, 
based on sales. So it's going to be sales for the week. I'm going to do sales stuff for the week. Or do you decide, do you have like a content calendar mapped out for the year, let's say, where every week has like a theme assigned to it? Yeah, I don't, I haven't gone that. Um, it's usually Sunday. I try to figure it out like Sunday night. Um, so that this way, when I hit the ground running on Monday morning, I'm not thinking about what I want to write about. Um, so Sunday night, sitting on the couch with my wife, like just pop in my head and be like, oh, well, last week was all about sales. Let's pull it back a little bit and might talk about copy this week. Yeah. Okay. Got it. That's perfect. Um, have you ever missed a day? Uh, I'm trying to think. I don't think so. Um, I have taken off a day, meaning... Just with, you know, I mean, I started this this cadence in late 2020. So two years of a lot of social unrest and upheaval and that kind of stuff. Um, I I've just basically wrote an email saying, hey, today is not the right kind of day. My mind isn't in this. Um, and so, you know, kind of and given an opportunity for people to, you know, because to be quite frank, the like school shootings and stuff that has hit me hard because my, you know, five-year-old is now going into school. So it's like things that are in my mind that like have never been there before. So I'm trying to like, you know, digest them a little bit. And I'm like, uh, yeah, is like a train learning a transition phrase, all that important today? Probably not. Let me just take the day <laughs> off. Right. So yeah. do, do that, you, wait, do you take the day off from writing about your normal stuff and you write about the issue at hand or do you just skip the day? I, I don't write about the issue at hand. I've sort of, I did that in the past. Um, and it didn't feel right because that wasn't something that they were there for. And not that I'm in a position to really talk about it in a way, right? Like I, it would come from my own experience, but in the case of what I would do is I wouldn't just skip the day. I would send an email and say, Hey, due to latest current events, I just don't think now's the right time for a marketing email. And if that is bothersome to you, here's the unsubscribe link and you know, call it a day. But usually what's funny is like, I will get a ton of responses back saying, Thank you for sharing that. It just shows that you're human, you know, this, that, and the other thing. So it's like, it gets this almost deeper connection with the list. Yeah. It's, it's, that's a good way to thread the needle. That's very interesting. Cause that is one thing that with dailies is, uh, there's going to be a few days or a few weeks a year when something, it seems like it's been, been that right. way for a long time. Like not to editorialize too much here, but, um, that, that's an issue that didn't occur to me until you just brought it up. Like I've, it, as a daily emailer, there's some days when you're just like, I can't talk about pricing today. It, it's like not the right day for it. And then I think what you, I think your approach, just for the dear listener, I think your approach is genius where you're like, look, this is not the day for, to hear from me about whatever. It's like, you know, take, take these 90 seconds back. <laughs> right. 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 And, and in the rare occasion when I have commented on current events, cause my, my, my daily list is not about current events whatsoever. Um, in the rare occasion that I've done it, it's been exactly your experience, which is that like, look, I know you didn't come here to hear about gender equality or Black Lives Matter or name you know, you're born in Ukraine. It's like, yeah, 
but when something's on everybody's mind and you know it is, it's it's weird to just ignore it. And so you've got this. So I, I, I love that approach. I think it's really good what you landed on there. Yeah. I mean, and, all right. And that's the thing, right? Like it ha- it like being daily, it has to, I mean, people are there for that specific purpose, why they signed up to your list. Yet we are all human. And so like you're, I'm engaged with you. I'm in that personal space of your inbox every single day. I can't just breeze by it. Like it has to be something that, you know, like you're, you're aware of it. I'm aware of it. Let's just call the pink elephant in a room. And if my mind's not right, then the quality of what I'm talking about is just not going to be there either. So, um, yeah. So I appreciate the, the, uh, the vote of, uh, confidence there in that. Well, so that brings us to automation. Let's, let's talk about that now because I've had social media automation set up for a long time and have, have had a robot tweet out something dumb or funny on a not dumb or funny day, you know, and it's, it's really awkward. Like, yeah, everyone's crying about Steve Jobs died. And here I am like, oh, check this gif out. You know, it's like, right, right, right. It's super tone deaf. So and, and the idea of having the having the automation, it carries it. Maybe it's you could call it a minor risk, but it carries that risk. It's the opposite of being really human and saying, like, look, we're taking the day off today. So tell me tell me your whole automation story here. I'm curious. Yeah. So. As I said, I'm now, you know, approaching two years into writing dailies. And it was about January of last year where I was like, I guess December of last year. So December of 2021, where I was like, all right, I've been doing this a year plus at this point. Uh, Have I said everything? (laughs) Like, like is is there anything left to be said in the things that I'm talking about? Which, yes, there is. Um, but most of that content is, is very evergreen. Like it's, it's not of the time. Yes. Maybe some of the stories that I share and that sort of stuff are, but the lessons, the tactics, the strategies, the methods, the philosophies are all evergreen. And so I was like, okay, you know, what's working. You have the data, um, you have what resonates with people. Let's just look at all of the dailies and kind of sort them by open rate and click rates and pillar categories and things like that and see what shakes out. So I did that because I, with the idea of maybe I just create an, uh, a lengthy sequence, which I've w- worked with clients that have like 152 week sequences, you know, usually once one a week or something like that. I was like, I wonder if I could do this on a daily, <laughs> like, <laughs> could I have like a year long automation uh, going out daily and just anybody coming on the list is always getting the best type of content. Um, and so I started building that out where I just looked at it, but to your point, like, how do I short circuit it if I need to, um, for those, you know, events that happen, but also like, you know, I'm on your podcast. I want to tell people about that. How do I do that too? Right? Like, so what I did was I said, I'm going to leave Wednesdays and Saturdays open. So the automation doesn't deliver on those days um, so that I can write on those days. But also to get really nerdy here, I have like a content snippet and in ConvertKit, Drip, some other platforms, it's basically like injecting a variable into the content so that I could write timely things in the automated emails as well. 
Um, and so I can do that to promote podcasts. I could do that to promote friends that are doing things. I could do that for sales, you know, things like that. So I really wanted to kind of create PS or something. It, yeah, it's a PS also in line, like, you know, like just, and to be truthful, I had to go back and take those emails that are the banger emails that I liked and, and maybe rewrite them a little bit, you know, to be timeless. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, some of the emails I would mention, like, you know, my four-year-old, well, he's not four anymore. And if anybody follows me close enough, they could be like, wait a second, what's this? Or, Hey, when my, when my son was four, right. Right. So, but also to be able to inject that variable to make sure that it makes sense. So like thinking like, okay, if I want to throw, like if I'm running a flash sale or something like that, does that make sense in here? Right. Rather than always doing a PS, which I have, um, you know, kind of putting it in the midst of the content too. So, you know, trying to make it as human as possible, but giving me back that 20 minutes every morning, right? So I don't have to think about the 20 minutes every morning. I think about it on maybe Tuesday to write Wednesdays and Friday to write Saturdays, right? Rather than me having to sit down Wednesday and Saturday morning to write the day. So that's kind of where I was at with the the automation. And so now I've basically have this catalog of emails and content that I've basically queued up. I've got a little bit of a buffer right now of, of uh, several weeks, um, but I'm kind of going through my emails to kind of say, to take that weekly pillar, like so before I was saying sales or engagement or automation is the week, to kind of like piece together a series of emails over time so that when they get these emails, you know, I'm talking about like a process or, you know, here's a personal, here's five personalizations that, you know, I, I think are, you know, ways to conver- to increase your conversions. And so the next five emails will be that, whereas before they might've been sprinkled in all over the place. Um, so I could gather up the best content and deliver that no matter when somebody subscribes on the list. So, okay, so like since since we're off script here, let's nerd out on this a little bit more for, for the for the 1% of people who are like coders, right? So is, are people still getting a broadcast or when someone subscribes to your list, are they, are they at the beginning of a 365-day campaign? So in other words, is everyone subscribed getting the same message every day or are they getting all different messages every day? So they would get all different messages. Okay, so... Okay, that brings me to my next question, which is when you, how, how, let's talk about replies. So you mentioned replies, mm-hmm. that's your, gives you a really good gut instinct, things are going well. Um, what, how many replies do you get in a week? Roughly how much time do you spend responding to them? And follow up question if everyone's getting a different message every day, how do you think that will affect your ability to handle replies? Um, the, that last question, it, it doesn't most times people reply with the email that you know included with the email that they they, that they just got um i would say 99.5 percent of the people do that so at least i know what in context what they read um as far as the number of replies goes one i use friday morning for all of that um unless i happen to catch it and you know i'm not doing anything standing online at a grocery store or something like that um, but yeah, I'm really intentional about my inbox space. 
Um, and so that's Friday morning. I just reply to everything that needs to be replied, whether that's of the list or clients or, you know, that sort of stuff. So, um, and I would say reply wise, like number of replies, I mean, it varies. Um, some weeks it could be 20, 30, 30 replies. Other weeks could be five other weeks could be more. So it, it depends. Right. So like, I don't, I look at those replies though, as building that relationship deeper. Right. And I, I, I mean, for me, that's what I'm, I'm looking for replies and I'm looking for sales and like opens, eh, opens are what opens are clicks, same thing. Um, you know, if I know that the human is actually taking the time, which is the reply and the sale, then I'm going to take the time to do, to help them in any way that I can. Right. So uh, let's talk about opens and, uh, opens and and clicks. Uh, Are they meaningless or are they useful in some way? (laughs) So it's ironic because I just realized what, what t-shirt I'm wearing. I have, I designed a t-shirt for myself, uh, for my company that is the definition of an open rate and right underneath it says always inaccurate. Um, so my, my thought on open but rates, is it useful? Yeah, it's useful if it's, if it's a single digit, if it's a single digit, then you know, you're technically like literally the tech has blocked you. Um, whether it's a spam list that you got on, whether, you know, who knows, right? There's some technical issue. Um, but you know, when iOS and Apple, they came out with new things for the mail protection, privacy stuff. People were like losing their minds. They're like, oh, I can't use open rates anymore. I'm like, well, you shouldn't have been doing that in the first place because that you know, <laughs> it's big and fuzzy anyway. Um, yeah, that was, a great, that was a great series, by the way. I loved that. <laughs> Thanks. And so for me, I, and I tell anybody that's willing to listen, like don't bank anything on open rates. Like even clicks, clicks are better. Um, but even that in some industries, that's as bad as open rates, like corporate and healthcare and things like that, where they got software making the clicks for you. Um, the human isn't even clicking on it. Um, and so, you know, you can both open and click rates, definitely open, especially is a fuzzy metric. Um, but it's useful to make sure that at least you're getting your, your emails delivered to the inbox. If it's in single digit percentages, then you know you have a technical problem, whether that's DNS, whether that's code, whether that's, you know, the the internet web server, you know, the internet email server is blocking you, you know, whatever the case may be, so. Okay, so let's let's move on. That's the fact, I could talk about this all day. We should probably even do a ditching hourly episode on this. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, so let's get to a mindset thing. This is, I know this is a, a fear that a lot of people have starting out. In those replies that you do get, do you ever get like argumentative or disagreeable or cranky, trolly kinds of replies? And how do you handle those if you do? Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think if I can think of one. And to be quite honest, not not really. And the only thing that ever comes back that is, and it's not argumentative, it's just another viewpoint on a topic or another Mm. way of doing something, um, which I welcome, right? Like I want to be challenged, you know, 
on my views, tactics, strategies, all that kind of stuff. So um, if somebody comes back with another idea, then that goes into a whole email thread back and forth sometimes. So um, the trolls, that sort of stuff. I mean, yeah, I mean, I get once in a great while the, hey, uh, can you unsubscribe me from the list? So I just click the button on the bottom of the email that they just forwarded over to me for them. That's it. So all, all caps unsubscribe in the, the bottom. Yeah, I mean, it happens. Yeah. So, you know, yes. it's like, all right, you took the you could have just clicked the button. I, I don't hide it. Like I don't I, in fact I'm always telling people, like, if this isn't for you, go ahead and unsubscribe. But please, yeah. You know. Um, you know, I'm so I'll just click it. it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Right. So I'll just click it for them and, and let them go on their way. So yeah, I mean the mm-hmm. the the trolls, they don't really come out. Um, and, you know, I look at it this way. If somebody takes the time to reply um, and they have a different viewpoint on something, then I want to, I'm open to that. Let's have a discussion about it. Yeah. Again, we're kind of off script here, but the reason the reason I was asking about the everybody getting a different email on the same day is that sometimes I'll get 50 replies to a message which tells me that I did something wrong or I touched a nerve mm-hmm. and then I can reply to everyone the, the next day and say like hey thanks to everybody who sent in questions about yesterday's email blah 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 you know right. just like one fell swoop yeah and um, and to your point it, like there is a few emails that I had over the time where that happened um, which is gr- great for me for the automation because I just put those two emails back to back. And so what's funny is like, I will still get the replies from that first initial email. And it's funny because then they'll get the, the same, you know, the follow up the next day, uh, right. you know, sometimes with their answer, you know, and they'll right. reply back to me because I batch all of those things on a Friday. Uh, you know, they'll be like, Hey, this was great. D- ignore my last email. <laughs> yes. That's the, that's awesome. All right. So speaking of unsubscribes, do you, does it, does it bother you? Do you know, how much do you notice it? How much does it bother you? Are, are you over it? Do you have a thick skin about that? Yeah, I have a pretty thick skin about it. Um, you know, I only look at it for the sake of if I struck a nerve, like you mentioned, right? Like if I struck mm-hmm. a nerve on something and maybe I was completely wrong or said something people don't like, um, you know, I'll look at it from that perspective, but I don't chase the unsubscribes either. Like, you know, people want to go, let them, let them go ahead. You know, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also know from my clients and managing their lists and my list as well, having this list now for close to, I would say, eight years, people cycle in and not on and off, right? The unsubscribe. Mm-hmm doesn't mean that you did anything necessarily just means that it's not right now. Right. And they know that I'm here and they'll come back later when they need something. And so, um, I see that a lot of times where like, I will look at the unsubscribes, um, from time to time just to kind of see if I recognize the name or anything. Um, you know, my clients are mixed in there too. Um, so I kind of want to keep a pulse on the clients and making sure that they're getting what they need. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't really, like I said, I don't chase the unsubscribes. And if they want to go, let them go. And I'm here if they need me. Got it. All right, let's switch to growth mentality. So so what? how many subscribers did it take for you to feel like, wow, this is working? Uh, the that's dailies. A f- yeah, I mean, that's a funny question because I don't 
I didn't look at the number of subscribers to do it. Um, I looked at the end result, like my res- sales. What I yeah, I was looking at sales. Um, and when I did it, I mean, at the end of the year um, of doing dailies, one, I just took the pulse after 30 days and I was making, you know, I made an extra, I think it was like $1,100 in just my digital product sales for that month. Mm-hmm. Um, and I made a bunch load more affiliate sales than I would have. Um, and so that was like the initial kind of like, you know, $1,100 is $1,100. It's not, you know live off you know live in hawaii kind of money you, d- you um, didn't retire no but <laughs> at the same time it was like hey this is eleven hundred dollars that i didn't have before so this mm-hmm. is working so you know at the end of the year i 2x'd my my uh revenue for the business directly and 3x my affiliate income so it was like a no-brainer for me to keep going with it because that's where a lot of the money was coming through because it was just sprinkling in helpful things um whether it was free or paid uh if it helped them and they were at the right time to make a purchase on it then for me that's where i looked so i didn't look necessarily on like the number of subscribers to say hey i want to go daily you know i kind of wish i started it earlier to be honest (laughs) but you know uh i looked at what the goal of doing daily was Mm -hmm. Okay, is there anything you do on a regular basis to attract more subscribers? Or do you, you know, go on other people's podcasts or, you know, lead magnets or like how do you do you do or do you just think like, oh, the the word will spread if I do good stuff? Um, I what's funny is now that I've got the 20 minutes back in the morning, I start to look at ways that I can grow the list. Um, and so what I've found very uh helpful, which I know we're on a podcast. I'm a podcaster myself. When you want to grow your podcast, you go on other podcasts, right? Same thing with newsletters, newsletter swaps, newsletter sponsorships. um, Those have worked very well. Um, And I will try. I don't even know what a newsletter sponsorship is. Are you talking about like same thing, like podcast swap? Yeah. So a newsletter sponsorship would be, you know, I and it, it could be a swap. So a swap would be like y- you and I write about each other to our lists, mm-hmm. right? Um, mm-hmm. A newsletter sponsorship would be for $100, I get one of your days, right? So oh, either okay. I could write it or you, I give you a piece of content and you write your takeaways on that piece of content. Yeah, paid right? placement, right? Yeah. So like, okay. So those work surprisingly well. Um, hmm. You know, I've... You know, I've tried what's interesting because, you know, again, I'm trying to grow the list now because I have the engine to satisfy the list. But the, you know, the time that's spent, I could do these tests and I, you know, I kind of look at cohorts on the, you know, hey, is this newsletter swap working over the past 30 days? Are they opening the emails? Are they clicking on things? Are they buying things? Whereas before it was like, are they, are these people the same, right? Like now that I know everybody gets the same emails in that first mm-hmm. 30 day period, it's very easy for me to see what audience resonates with my philosophies and strategies and tactics, because that's front loaded now in the uh, sequences themselves. Okay. So 
that leads us into segmentation, which I normally don't talk about here, but is that, is that what we're talking about? Like you, how do you, if so, how do you do that? How much do you look at it? Yeah. Segmentation. Is, is that what you mean? Uh, it's not, not necessarily. I mean, segmentation is a big part of my email personalization. Um, so, you know, if I know that you're a ConvertKit customer, I know that you have, you call yourself a course creator, the emails will actually be tailored around that language, the messaging, the, the email goals, itself, that's not of, what list yeah. you're on. Okay. Right. Exactly. The email itself. Um, but the first 30 days, what I try to do is to try to figure out who you are. Are you going to be somebody that's just going to ride the list as like a freebie? Um, are you looking to uh, do it yourself or are you actually looking for somebody to actually do it for you? Um, and so over that 30 day period, I'm putting out specific offers that kind of go along with that, but also free content that goes along with that. Um, and so I could say, if I do a newsletter swap with you, once it's a month's past, I would say, okay, well, let me take a look at everybody that came in through Jonathan's newsletter. Let me see how that shakes out. Okay. They seem a lot do it yourself. Okay, great. Right. Whereas somebody else might be, they want things done for them. Right. Um, like I did a webinar with a, a vendor where I got a lot of, you know, here, come do our thing for us, uh, type emails and responses from those people. So that gives me better data around, okay, if I, if I want this kind of customer, I can go to this kind of audience and just do the newsletter swap or, you know, maybe do a live training where we share the, the registrant list, you know, whatever the case may be to kind of, you know, do that partnership. So you're talking about, let's just say you did a swap with, you know, you and I did a swap and how would you know at the end of the 30 days, like are, are there trigger links or something that are tagging the people based on like, I guarantee I can't imagine that you're reading the replies. So, right. So is this all tags and, and yeah. So selection uh, in, I use a tool called spark loop, um, which actually allows you to kind of set for lack of a better term, it's like an affiliate link for a newsletter. Um, and so what it does is I create that link based on the individual. I used to create separate landing pages, um, which then kind of gets into that, you know, oh, this is crazy, right? Like you got 37 <laughs> different pages that are exactly the same, right? That you can never delete. <laughs> right, right, exactly. <laughs> so instead, Sparkloop, I use the, I have my landing page, but I give the Sparkloop link out that basically then clicks. It tells me the traffic to that link, but more importantly, how many subscribers use that link. Um, and then in ConvertKit kind of stores that partner ID on that subscriber record. So I could just grab, Hey, who's got this partner ID and then just do my analysis off of that segment of people. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So I'm crazy sophisticated, but since you are an expert, it, <laughs> right. it's, it's like worth talking about. Um, okay. So where do we want to go next? Pruning. So can you give me 30 seconds on pruning? Do you do it? How do you think about it? Do you just siphon people off to a side list that gets a less frequent email and then they just disappear? Like what, what's, what should people think about in terms of pruning? Yeah. Pruning is a big topic for me. It's actually a part of my double opt-in. Um, mm -hmm. I hate the default double opt-ins. 
um, that every ESP gives you the checkbox to yeah. kind of single yeah. it to, to me, it's, it, it's a bad experience. It needs to be innovated on. Um, so what I've done is no matter what platform I'm on, I basically make everything single opt-in and then yeah. use the first, depending on how often, but there's a specific time frame to get them to convert, right. To confirm their email. And it's usually short. It's like two weeks or three weeks, depending on the, the, time but getting them to convert their link now after that if they don't confirm meaning they didn't click on something they're not interested they didn't open anything you know whatever then they get unsubscribed immediately after that what i try to do and in my list specifically is 90 days if somebody doesn't actually click on something or they're not engaged or they're not a client or they're not you know, I have basically a segment of people that, hey, exclude out of the pruning process. Um, if within 90 days they fall into a segment, they will get a re-engagement list. And it's just a re-engagement campaign, I should say. And it's just three emails that kind of says, hey, um, you know, I'm basically, you know, notice that you haven't checked anything out. I don't want to be creating noise for you. Um, mm -hmm. if you want to remain on the list, click this link. Um, yep. otherwise on Tuesday you'll be removed and I yep. just hold true to that. And it's just something that constantly keeps the list healthy. Um, and I, you know, I don't do any of the, like, you'll see like a tweet from now and then like, Hey, I just pruned 10,000 people off my list. I'm like, I just do it progressively. It just happens. Yeah. Right. Like I, these yeah. bulk deletions of subscribers. I mean, I've done them for clients. It's and, weird. Build yeah, it, it, in, right? it yeah. is, but you know, a lot of clients, I mean, I, I, I pruned and it was quite scary because it was the biggest number that I had or ever pruned at one time. It was over 350,000 emails. And <sighs> I mean, Dude, that's expensive every month though. Yes. It you're was. paying like 800 bucks a month, you know, just for, if they're doing daily, you're probably paying over a thousand dollars a month for those 350 people, 300,000 yeah. people. And they didn't do daily, but they did multiple times a week. And, you know, uh -huh. they were, you know, their open rates, they were, they still had a pretty good engaged list. I mean, they were well north of 750,000 people on their list. But when we pruned half of that, <laughs> we were just like, all right, you sure you want me to push this button? Because I'm, <laughs> they're gone. Well, download this, download the CSV first, but okay. Right, yes, of course. <laughs> yes. But, but it was still like, I mean, they were, you know, I'm like, I'm, we, we sent the engagement out. We told them on Tuesday, they're gone. Right. And so, you know, uh, they, there was hesitation on their end. I mean, but there was still that gut kind of not. I was like, all right, here you go 400,000 people. <laughs> Bye. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So yeah, pruning, pruning, I like it more of a progressive thing. Um, there's certainly models out there that do this, you know, the morning brew, the hustle, they do these things. Um, and it just keeps everything healthy, right? Like as soon as you start to see some decline in your engagement, that's when mm -hmm. you want to kind of say, Hey, do I have a cold email list here? Um, and, yeah. and, and do that. Yeah. Cool. So we're, we're way over time, but I want there's one thing I want to jump in back to before we, before we wrap up, because you're the first person I've talked to that does it. You mentioned affiliate links. Tell me more. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, we all use tools throughout the day. Um, <clears throat> and for me, the tools help me save a lot of time. They optimize my process. 
things of that. So why not sign up and become an affiliate of them? Now it's not a big part of the revenue in the business, but hey, you know, it could pay for the monthly SaaS, you know, bill, right? So kit, right. Yeah. So <clears throat> I sprinkle in affiliate links uh, from time to time, tell them that it's an affiliate link, um, which you're legally obliged to. Um, and so good to know. You know, so you, I sprinkle it in. The other, maybe more interesting side of this is, is if, especially on the list that we're talking about, I don't, I know that the biggest problem that people have is writing emails, whether it's mindset, whether it's content, right? Um, but in order to use my services and buy the things that I sell, I need you to write emails. <laughs> like automation <laughs> yeah. and email marketing doesn't do anything if you don't write the emails. So depending on how you come in and where you come from and any of the segmentation that I do on it, I will actually put you into a sales sequence for an affiliate product that teaches you how to write emails. It's huh. nothing that I do. I don't have a product around writing emails. I don't teach that in any sort of way, but I know somebody who does it and I know somebody who does it very well. And so I don't mind sharing their, I think it's a $47 product or $37 product, which is just really just how do you sit down? What do you write about and make it engaging and convert? Um, and so I will actually present that as a sales sequence over the course of a week to individuals. And that brings in every single week link uh, affiliate income because people are constantly coming onto my list, falling into that and going to buy that. Mm. Got it. And, and I think the, the key thing there is that it's like super duper aligned with your absolutely target market, right? Yes. Because you, you're enabling them to, because they got to write the email. Like you can't do anything if they're not going to write the email. Yeah. And, and we talked a little bit about mindset. I mean, that's a big part of it. It's like, you know, with my clients, even like they come on they I say, well, how often do you write emails once a month? I'm like, once a month. Why are we talking? Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, you got to at least go once a week, two, three times at a least. week, maybe, you know? So yeah. like, it, it's one of those things that is like, you know, I'm, you know, here, go buy this thing. This will help you. This will give you the framework to do that, uh, to get out of your own way sort of way but sell through email because that's ultimately why I have an email list, why my clients have an email list, why they hire me. And so this specific product teaches them how to do that. What is it? You can say what it is. What is it? Uh, it's the bottomless email strategy by uh, email marketing heroes. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, and, and uh, Jason's affiliate link will be in the show. notes. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Um, great. All right. So wrapping up, what sort of businesses do you think would benefit from doing a daily list? Is there, or maybe a better question for someone like you might be, is there any kind of business that wouldn't benefit from doing a daily list? Yeah, it's the audience. It's comes right down to the tolerance of the audience. Um, I've found real corporate type industries, um, healthcare industries, real traditional I guess industries um, don't do well with more frequent emails. Um, and whether that's because they, you know, like you and I, we probably get 
you know, I, I don't know even how many emails I probably get like 300 emails a day or something, but you know, they might get three. So if they show up and you're the only one in their inbox, they're like, who's this guy spamming me? Right. Um, (laughs) so that, that I always say, test the list, right? When I switch from one time a week to six times, I told the list that. I said, hey, this is the direction I'm taking the list. And to be quite frank, it was the welcome sequence that I <laughs> I re-architected my welcome sequence, which is four emails, to center around setting that expectation. And so I said, hey, this welcome sequence I have to write anyway. I'm just going to write it out to the list and saying, hey, today is the first of these emails that you're going to be getting over the course of six days a week. And I just let that drip out. And, you know, people, as long as you set the expectation up front, um, you know, people don't mind. Um, I do have, you know, again, geeking out on it. I let people throttle it back to once a week and just get the Saturday email, which is more of a, a curated digest as well as kind of talking about, you know, a topic of, of the week. It's more of a current event kind of thing. So people don't <laughs> want the daily, you know, the Monday through Friday, um, they would at least dial it back to the Saturday. And surprisingly, when I did that, uh, you know, I would say it's like 2% of the list. Yeah. Yeah. I, I not to get into a, to a debate, but I am of the opinion that that shouldn't be an option. You're on my list or you're not. Um, but I'm kind of a jerk. So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be quite frank, I, I, I thought the same way. I was just like, yeah. hmm. I was like, you're getting them. Like, and I was that way for until this year. Um, and the only reason why I changed was I was getting mm-hmm. enough people replying back to me saying they wanted to stay on the list, but they just would, it was too much. They were just dumping my emails yeah. into a folder. And I was like, okay, well, technically from a technical perspective, that's hurting me. <laughs> if they're not opening the emails or clicking on anything and they're just dumping it into a folder, then the Gmails of the world and Outlooks and stuff are going to kind of start dinging me. So that's no good. Maybe I could mm, just set a link, fair. you know? So I just I just created a link at the bottom of the email saying, hey, if you much rather prefer this once a week, click this link. And, it's and so just, your Saturday email is kind of like a highlights of the previous week sort of thing? Yeah. It's, that you do manually. Right. That's a manual kind of that's a that's wednesdays and saturdays are the the manuals but this the weekly that goes out to everyone on the list basically is that saturday Mm -hmm. okay got it interesting well you i i feel like i need to say to the listener that like jason is super sophisticated easily (laughs) hands down the most sophisticated person i've spoken to about any of this stuff yeah so you know if you need help here's your here's your resource um, I, I, I can't help but say that you, if you're intimidated by, like, I wanted to go into the nerdy stuff for the people that are ready for this kind of thing, but you, you, I, I'm not going to put words in your mouth. Do you think people need to start out with this level of complexity? No, no. And I didn't even, I like literally, it was like, it was very analog. <laughs> it was like, once I'm done with this cup of coffee, I'm pressing send, right? Like just, <laughs> right. just like, I, I always encourage, like, don't look at what I do. Like, maybe if you're on the other side and you see the kinds of emails that I'm writing, take a look at that and apply that, you know, use that as a framework, right? Because that, mm-hmm. I mean, to be quite honest, 
whatever gets you to write more frequently to your email list, you're going to see a benefit in the business. So for me, it was like, okay, if I could just come up and know that I'm writing something every day to the list and keeping them engaged, because I don't write blog posts every week. I don't write blog posts ever, right? Like I'm on mm -hmm. Twitter, um, but where my business is sustainable is the email list. And so I wanted to do that intentionally. And so just getting it out the door every single day um, with a question in mind was like, what happened yesterday? that I can apply to one of those pillar contents, like just really telling a story, you know, like my kid did this and, you know, whatever and how it translates and here's the link and that's it. And just pressing send on that. If it's two or three times a week, great. You know, just communicate to your, your existing list, the switch. Don't just, and don't, and be consistent with it. Like don't go sprinting for three you know, three weeks and writing seven days a week and then go back to once a month. Cause then people are going to be like, I don't know what happened, you know, mm -hmm. whatever consistency yeah. that you can make, do it. I liked your advice about going for 30 days, like try it for 30 days, mm -hmm. you know, and there've been some other folks on who have been like, you know, before I started, I sat down and I challenged myself to come up with 30 ideas in 15 minutes mm -hmm. and it was easy. Mm -hmm. And it was like, okay, if I can come up with that many ideas that fast, and then I can commit to just like fleshing them out, fleshing out a short email on each of these topics for the next month and then see how it feels. Um, the, the, thing, the thing that I like about daily rather than like two or three times a week is that it's just so much easier to build a daily habit. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Or, you know, five, five days, you know, even weekdays. It's so easy to build a weekday habit where it's just, I just do this. I take a shower. I brush my teeth. I write an email. And it's just a thing. It's not a decision. You just do it. And maybe the email's not perfect. Maybe it's, <laughs> you know, I don't want to editorialize too much because it's not about me. But, but, um, but this has been great. So, you know, where can people go to find out more about what you're doing? Maybe even sign up for one of your many daily lists. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, many, all two. Uh, yeah, <laughs> no, I mean, <clears throat> I'm at Res with three Z's on Twitter. Um, I'm always over there. DMs are open if you want to communicate there or you could go to nurturekit.co uh that's my business uh you could hop onto the email list there um or if you wanted to just go right into the email list without looking at what services that i offer you could go to go.nurturekit.co yeah and if it wasn't obvious from this interview there's just a massive gold mine of great advice in there so please go do that all right jason thanks again thanks for joining me yeah, thanks for having me. I, I can geek up about this all day long for sure. So thanks for having me. <laughs> Anytime.